I've got to figure out a way to sell more fireworks. Well, I see you got the snakes and sparklers, but where's the good stuff, man? Good stuff? This is the good stuff. Snakes and sparklers. Are you nuts, dude? You need stuff to explode. Go boom. Why is that? <laughs> you might, might as well ask, why is the tree good? Why is the sunset good? Why are boobs good? Man, firecrackers. You stick them in mailboxes, you drop them in toilets, you shove them up bullfrog's ass. I would never do that. Let him have it, Chris. Let him have it, Chris. Let him have it, Chris. Let him have it. Let him have it. Let him have it. You're listening to Ariel View on WFMU Stories and worldwide on the internet at WFMU.org. No black cats, no Roman candles or screaming memes? No. Oh, come on, man. You don't got no lady fingers, buzz buttles, snicker bombs, church burners, finger blasters, gut busters, zippity doodahs, or crap flappers? No, I don't. You're gonna stand there owning a fireworks stand and tell me you don't have no whistling bungholes, no spleen splitters, whisker biscuits, honky lighters, hoosker doos, hoosker don'ts, cherry bombs, nips of dazers, with or without the scooter stick, or one single whistling kitty chaser? No, because snakes and sparklers are the only ones I like. Hey, it's me, Chris T, here on this final Aerial View show. Yes, I can't believe I'm saying that either, but as I've been saying for a while now, it's time to wrap things up here. And it's been, what, uh, 1989 is when this show went on the air. And 1986 is when I first walked into WFMU as a guest of Kaz for a 4th of July show. And if you remember, 86 was the year of the Statue of Liberty unveiling after the refurbishment, and there was a whole big thing going on there in New York Harbor. So it was decided that we would join Kaz in the parking lot of the uh, building in East Orange, New Jersey, that housed the radio station. And that was Froberg Hall on the campus of the now defunct Uppsala 
College. You've heard me talk about Uppsala College, but that's where the U and WFMU comes from. And I had met Kaz sometime before that. I don't remember when exactly, but sometime in 1986, I was at a party at uh, a fellow named Tom Bergen's house. And uh, Tom, who lived with another guy named Jim Ryan and some other roommates whose names I can't recall, but that's where I met Kaz. And I forget what kind of party it was. It might have been a birthday party. It might have been some other kind of party, but... He was there with one of those Panasonic tape recorders, and he was recording IDs for his WFMU show. And I ended up joining in, and we were uh, writing things together on the fly, and I was coming up with voices. And Hi. I just want to say that when I have some extra time and I can sit back and take a load off my feet, I like to tune in to WFMU, 91.1 in East Orange, New Jersey. It's listener-supported. They yeah. have the... What are you doing, senior ass? Don't yell at me, Tommy. I'm telling you. Now get out there right now. I'm moving. And now, here she is, the pride of East Orange, New Jersey, the one and the only, the fabulous Miss Bubble. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a fun time, and at some point, we, we exchanged phone numbers, and further down the line, we got an invite, Tom and Jim and I, to WFMU for the 4th of July, and we dragged along some kind of crummy barbecue grill, and we set up a barbecue just outside the door to WFMU, the back door, that is, and we ran uh, some microphone cables out to the parking lot, and we did a whole on-air barbecue thing. And um, I am going to include that here on this edition of Aerial View. I'll include the first appearance by myself on WFMU, which is, believe me, not earth-shattering, but it's, uh, it's fun to listen to. And I'm also going to include in this show some other 4th of July stuff, including some audio uh, recorded on my stoop on one of the years that they held the Macy's Fireworks on the Hudson River. They've moved them back to the East River now, but for years they were doing them in the Hudson River. And my wife and I would sit on the front stoop as people streamed past our house. I have some of that audio, but I want to just spend a moment saying thank you to everybody who supported Aerial View over the years, especially with your dollars at marathon time. I do deeply appreciate it, and I appreciate everybody who has listened and given feedback on this show and I wish there was a way that I can continue moving forward with it but unfortunately I I don't see that happening Uh, things you know sometimes life goes in directions that you're not really expecting and things that um, used to take first place in your heart no longer do And I guess that's the way that I've begun to feel about this program and my relationship with WFMU. It's uh, it sustained me for a really long time, and I will always be grateful for it being the place where my radio career began. But I'm actually employed as a radio talk show host at this point. And for many years, I wondered why I kept going back and forth to WFMU on Tuesday nights. My show was heard on any number of days when it was on live on the air, but uh, Friday nights for a very long time um, at 6 p.m. and then Tuesday nights for a long time as well. And I would I would get on public transportation or I would head home and get in my car and drive down there thinking the whole time, what am I going to talk about today and how do I make it different? How do I do something that isn't just some kind of crappy let's talk about current events type of show. How do I make it interesting? How do I make it bizarre? How do I touch the absurdity of it all? How do I navigate the calls that are going to come in? And that was always, to me, the reason to do a phone-in talk show, was to talk to you out there, to be talking to you in the moment and responding in the moment and walking out on that tightrope. And and when that that went away, uh, it's... It just didn't hold the same interest for me. As much as I love communicating and uh, putting together a podcast, okay, I don't actually love it. I lied. It's a lot of work, and that's that's part of the problem is that 
with all of the work that goes into this, and you've heard me say this before and I'll say it again, I, I just don't know who the hell is listening. I have precious little feedback. And when I was on the air and people were calling in, I could tell who was listening and I was getting instant response and that was very, very gratifying. So this is not nearly as gratifying because who knows, right? And in terms of returning to the air and being back on the air live, there are things that have happened. And I know I'm being very circumspect, but believe me, I would rather have it that way than to go at it directly that have said to me that my journey is done with WFMU. And it's, I don't want to ever say, what do they say? Never say never. So maybe it's not a good idea to say never. There might be some kind of uh, return. I don't know. At this point, I don't know. All I know is that uh, it's this particular part of the journey is over. And... I have to, for my own sake and for my own reasons, uh, pack this thing in. So this will be the last aerial view you'll hear. And don't forget, there's tons of archives there at aerialview.me. Also, I will continue with the See You Next Tuesday newsletter. And if you would like to continue receiving it, please just uh, respond. Let me know because soon the email address that it comes from is going to be changed. Okay. So let me know when you get a chance if you want to continue getting my uh, weekly newsletter or I will keep you updated about the things that are going on with me and in my world and so on. And I'm going to begin this aerial view with a throwback to July 4th, 1986 and a visit to Kaz on the radio in East Orange, New Jersey. And then a little while later, we'll have some 4th of July sounds from the front stoop of my house and then some other stuff and then I'll return once more to uh, to say goodbye you're listening to WFMU 342 in the afternoon this is barbecue cast here in WF you with the with Mr. MSG, the mean spirited guys here with me. How's we it have going, our barbecue going full blast. We're gonna be eating some meat really soon. Yeah, some <laughs> raw meat is murder. We're gonna eat it. Okay, and we're gonna love it. Well, let me tell you what's happening in case you want to go out tonight. Myself, dogs, I'm gonna be hiding underneath my kitchen and table. Chicken and steak. Here's a great Ooh, show at Maxwell's, the Ben so Bourne Combo and the A-Bones. And we're going to have a... And that's located, Maxwell's located at 1039 Washington Street in Hoboken, New Jersey, where any night of the week you might find the mean-spirited guy it's, it's dropping dead, glasses dead, and dead, just dead, falling all over the floor, we're gonna have vomiting on himself. Falling and all down, weekend, the Ethnic falling, Folk Arts falling, falling, Center is presenting music down. and dance for America. And that fire smells so good. And that, that'll be Friday, Saturday, and, and Sunday from noon on. This takes place on, on Water Street from Battery Park and then a hot dog to Maiden Lane. And some relish and mustard and all oh, kinds of good My stuff. mouth is water. And maybe a baked potato. And then some vegetables. I'll tell you what, if there's any 4th of July mishaps out there that have already happened, some real disasters because they always happen on the 4th of July, give us a call here. Area code 201-266-7900. Hey, Paco, what are you doing? This is WFMU 91.1 listener sponsored radio in East Orange, New Jersey. You can't play that. Where is your playlist? Playlist? We no have no playlist. We no need no playlist. I don't have to show you any stinking playlist. Hi, hi, hi. WFMU, we have a special here. We have Richard Stans, live and direct from the National Self-Congratulation Festival in Middleville, Indiana. Uh, yeah, thanks. And I'm Richard Stans, right here in Middleville, Indiana, a town which exemplifies the tolerance of diversity only possible in a place where everybody's pretty much the same. 
And uh, to start off our National Self-Congratulation Festival, we have the Middleville Mini Wheats Chorus singing America is America. America is America, in America for America, that's what we mean by America, in America today. America is America, in America for America. That's what we mean by America, in America today. And when we say America, you know we mean America, for Americans of America, in the good old USA. America is America, in America for America. That's what we mean by America, in America today. Today, and when we say America, you know we mean this is WFMU setting the airwaves on fire. Welcome to Know Your It, the show that helps you understand not only your own beautiful psyche, but also the sick, twisted minds of your friends, lovers, and relatives. And here's our host, Dr. Nathan Zip. Thank you, Carl. Tell me, Carl, do you think that by sounding snappy and cheerful all the time, your parents will finally come to love you? Well, I... We'll have to discuss your avoidance of the problem some other time. Now, here's our first caller. Good afternoon. You're on the air. Hello? Hello? I'm on the air? Can you turn your radio down, please? Hello, am I there? Uh, can you turn your radio down, please? Hello, am I there? Hello, am I Obviously, mother fixation. Next caller. Good afternoon, you're on the air. Hello, Dr. Ziff. I want to talk to you about something that happened between me and my husband last night. We went to a party to neighbors, and there was a younger woman there, and he was all over her, Doctor, physically, I mean, you know? And when I called him on it, he, he came over and he screamed at me and he called me a name I can't repeat here, right in front of everybody. And then he threw a glass of red wine all over my brand new white party dress. Doctor, I don't know what to do. Well, the obvious first thing to do would have been to put salt on the stain, but since you obviously blew that, maybe try a pre-soak or some commercial spot remover. But doctor! Just I doing my job, thanks. What a pathetic creature. Well, that's all for today. You people depress me. Learn about yourself, learn about others, about your world, small appliances, mold growth, IRA accounts, humpback whales, roaches bigger than your head, simple chronic halitosis, thermal pain windows, seven lyrical spherical diabolical denizens of the deep, the brilliant way of the poet's choir. Enjoying the mellow sounds of Mellow Radio, WFMU, 91.1, listener-sponsored, in East Orange, New Jersey. Mellow sounds for mellow people. Mellow people for mellow sounds. Mellow sounds for mellow people. Everything's mellow. Mellow, mellow radio. This is a mellow station. Mellow sounds for mellow people. Every 4th of July, towns and municipalities spend small fortunes presenting firework displays for their inhabitants. Still, there are those free-thinking individuals who like to take matters into their own hands and explode their own fair share of mirth makers. <laughs> to these individuals who now present firework safety, don't blow it. Hi, I'm Catfish Barbecue, and in the studio with us today on this 4th of July is fireworks genius Felix Grouchy and his son, Felix Grouchy Jr. Their family business, Grouchy Fireworks, is world-renowned and has been in existence for 90 years now. Gentlemen, I'd like to welcome you to the show and wish you a happy 4th. Well, 
uh, we, we'd like to say thanks for having us and how glad we are to be here. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, we're glad to be here. Now, I know you guys are awfully busy today, this being the biggest day of the year for fireworks displays, and I certainly appreciate your dropping by to talk to um, our listeners. Just how many shows are you staging around the metropolitan area today? Well, uh, let's see. We have somewhere around 4,335 shows by my last count. That's uh, 4,336, uh, 4, uh, Pop. Uh, we just got a call from the Bensonhurst Kiwanis chapter. Wow, that's a lot of work for one family. How do you do it, Felix? Well, the Grouchy family has been re re reproducing at a tremendous rate for years. And as soon as a son or a daughter turns six years old, we set them to work in the factory. And uh, uh, a lot of these shows today uh, are being run by nine-year-old nieces and nephews, but they're all experts in, in the field, of course. Yeah, yes, experts in the field. Uh, no ordinary kids, those. Well, guys, that, that is truly amazing. How do nine-year-old boys and girls handle all that, all that precision timing and aerial choreography? Oh, uh, uh, just as well as adults. Uh, uh, sometimes if, uh, if something goes wrong, they'll break down and cry, or, or maybe they'll wet their pants. But otherwise, they're little professionals. Everyone... Yeah, I see. I, I seen Dad uh, break down and cry and wet his pants too. <laughs> My son, uh, such a kidder he is. He's always uh, uh, making with the jokes. So uh, you're here today to talk about fireworks safety for people that want to put on their own shows. What would you say to these people, Mr. Grouchy? <laughs> uh, very simply, I would say, uh, don't do it. Don't do it. That's it. Just don't do it. It's the best advice I could give. Call the Grouchies. We'll do the show for you, and it'll be safe. Yes, but guys, but for people who they, uh, they'll still go ahead and shoot off their own fireworks, how can we make the day safer for them? Any tips? Yes, uh, tips of fingers, tips of noses, tips of toes. Those all be missing on July 5th. And, and do you realize that how many backyard amateurs seriously maim or even kill themselves each year? Like uh, last year alone, 20,000 people were hurt setting off fireworks on the 4th of July. 20,000! And, and do you know that in America, someone gets hurt by fireworks every 30 seconds? And you should see the guy. He looks terrible. <laughs> you just watch that, boy. I'm still your father, and I'll crack you one so fast your head'll spin off. Okay, now you say... Uh... You say for people to call the Grouchies and not to attempt to show themselves. But doesn't one, uh, doesn't one of your shows cost thousands of dollars? Hey, uh, how much is a human life worth? Uh, are you going to put a price on a, on a hand or a nose or a foot? In the first place, it would look silly. Okay, well, uh, well how much does one of your shows cost? Oh, they, they range anywhere from um, uh, $15 million down to a, a few hundred dollars. We even have a show for $49.95. It's called our Backyard Barbecue Bonanza. Oh, well, what kind of fireworks display could you possibly get for $49.95? Well, we come to your house and hand out sparklers to the kids. And then we fill up some balloons and pop them. And we set off a mat of ladyfingers. It's really quite impressive. What are ladyfingers? Well, uh, they're certainly not something to, uh, to eat at dessert. <laughs> a ladyfinger is a technical term uh, we in the pyrotechnics industry use to, uh, to denote those, little, uh, those small little firecrackers that come uh, 20 to a pack and are usually uh, uh, wrapped in red paper. And my, my son likes to get technical all the time. They pay no attention to him. Ah, ah, technical schmecknical. Hey, but this backyard barbecue bonanza, as you call it, sounds like something anybody can do. Why should people shell out $49.95 to you? Well, uh, 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 a good question, Mr. Barbecue. A very good question. And the answer is, is, is simple. Uh, uh, safety. Thank you, Mr. Budinsky. The old man can't can finish sentences anymore. I was out there setting off four-pound rockets while, while you were still soiling your diapers. And uh, as my son, the genius, stated, the, the reason is simple. It's safety. Uh, our people are fully trained and qualified, and they, they never there, make there mistakes. There was that, uh, that one that home that burnt down in the Hampton. <laughs> there, there he goes again, uh, uh, being Mr. Sarcasm. Uh, tell the people you were only joking, Junior. But, Dad... <laughs> All right, let's try to get this a little back on track. We wanted to give our listeners some pointers on how to handle their fireworks safely and properly. Granted, they should call the Grouchy family, but let's just say they don't. Now, what can they do to make sure this isn't a disastrous day? 
Yeah, well, uh, when people set off their own fireworks, it's kind of like that old song, uh, Suddenly, I'm not half the man I used to be. It has a little pyrotechnical humor there. <laughs> In joke. Uh, all right, all right. You, you, you want pointers? If people are going to be stupid enough to, to go ahead and set up their own fireworks, I guess I could try to save people some misery and suffering. And, and uh, my first tip is this. And never set a firework on the ground, light it, and then walk away. Never. Well, I thought that was the safe way to do it. Uh, why do you say never do it? Well, well, what if someone accidentally walks right over it? Uh, some guy in shorts, say, he walks right over an M80, it goes off, and blam! Another candidate for the Vienna Boys Choir. I see. So, so what would you do? Well, what you do is when you light that firecracker or M80 or Blockbuster, you just hold on to it as long as you can. Hold it real close to your face and watch the fuse carefully and wait until it's almost all the way burnt down. And then throw it. It'll explode harmlessly in the air. Sounds kind of dangerous to me. Are, are, are you trying to tell me, who's been living fireworks for 50 years, what's wise and what's safe? Just follow my advice and everything will be hunky-dory. But aren't there a lot of those Japanese fireworks made very poorly? How do you know how long a fuse is going to burn? Well, there's a very simple technique that can be used. You see, a fuse will burn quickly if it's not tightly wound. Yeah, like my father. Ed Weisenheimer. So here's what you do. Just spread all your fireworks on a pile of old oily rags or some newspapers right out in the sunlight. And then you get a magnifying glass and you kneel down right next to them. And now bending over, you examine the fuses very carefully, making sure to allow uh, plenty of sunlight through the magnifying glass so you could see properly. What? You can't mean that. <laughs> I divulge all these secrets of the trade, and you are incredulous? Somehow these things you're saying don't seem safe to me. Now, now you just wait a minute, Mr. Barbecue. My father may be a lot of things, and he is, but he would never offer advice that would hurt anyone. He's too safety conscious. Yo! What, what happened, Pop? Oh, I was trying to light a cigarette, and I burnt my hand. Jeez, would you look at that. Oh, that's a bad one, Pop. Did you see what ha what tried what happened last week and I tried to light the stove? Oh, damn thing still hurts. Ooh, that's a nasty burn. Put some salve on there. Gentlemen, gentlemen, we're almost out of time. Do you have any more tips for our listeners that would make their Independence Day celebration happy and safe? All right, all right. Here's one my father taught me and his father before him. Now, with store-bought fireworks, you need to make them stable. The construction is often shoddy, and hence they fall apart easily, and they can fragment in many directions and people will get hurt. Here's what you do. You get a large, flat cookie sheet. You arrange your M80s, your cherry bombs, your blockbusters, so that they're as tightly packed as possible. And this works best with big fireworks. With ladyfingers, it's, it's a complete waste of time. And then what? Well, you turn your oven on to about 375 degrees, and you pop them in there for about a half an hour. And, and this will help the outer casing to harden and make for a more stable firework. Jesus Christ, he's crazy. Watch what you're saying about my father. We know where your house is. And, and if you want that extra margin of safety, you melt some paraffin wax on top of the stove, you make it real hot, and you pour it all over the fireworks and when you pull them out of the oven. This, this always works. Well, that's all the time we have. You've been listening to Felix Grouchy and his son, Felix Grouchy Jr., talk about fireworks. And another old trick is to hold the fireworks in your mouth while you light them. So both hands are free in case you're you have a... damn mental case. Uh, well, you, you're not listening. Thank you very much for listening. Let's get this guy out of the studio. What's going on here? That was audio from July 4th, 1986, as Tom Bergen and Jim Ryan and I descended on Kaz in East Orange, New Jersey at Froberg Hall, my first appearance on WFMU. And after that, it's uh, it was pretty regular because after that, Kaz and I started working together on a show called Nightmare Lounge. Kaz uh, wanted to go back on the air, but he didn't want to do it alone, and he kind of snuck me in. And uh, there was a whole procedure to go through at that point to get on the air like there is now at WFMU that involved auditioning and volunteering and being vetted and the whole thing. And he, he sort of short-circuited that procedure and brought me on with him. And then somehow or other, I got grandfathered in. But 
before long, he was done with uh, the Nightmare Lounge, and I ended up being an overnight DJ, filling in in the hours between midnight and 6 a.m., and then I ended up being on during the day at some point, and then it was just a short leap to doing Aerial View, which the first time it aired in 1989, if memory serves, it went on at noon. And for some reason, it was an hour-long show. I don't know if somebody forgot to show up. I don't know exactly what happened, but I know that the show was heard at noon. And then I just thought to myself, well, you know, this doing a talk radio thing is a lot easier than pulling out records and putting them back. And my musical tastes weren't anywhere near as wide as the people that were already doing shows there. And I didn't feel like that was my my thing. I, I just didn't feel like I had that musical knowledge where I could come in every week and and wow people with stuff they hadn't heard before. So I thought, okay, you know, what I like is getting on the air and getting phone calls and talking to people and interacting with them. So that's what I'm going to do. And that was the birth of Aerial View. And it's had some very bizarre moments in all that time. And um, again, it's uh, it's got a great place in my heart. It always will. And here's one of the things that I was going to put on, and I guess I am putting it on now, is just some audio from my front stoop as the crowds descend upon the town that I live in to get to where they can get a view of the Hudson River and see some Macy's fireworks. And then when I return, some final thoughts on this journey. And here you go, some 4th of July audio. Hawken, Public Safety Director, with an important reminder about tomorrow's fireworks display on the Hudson River. In light of recent events, there is a restriction of having backpacks and coolers along the public viewing areas. Anyone with a backpack or a cooler will not be allowed in any of these areas. Also be advised, vehicles parked on both sides of Boulevard East may be subject to damage from the expected large crowds. If you can move your car, it is highly recommended that you do so. Vehicles parked on boulevards from the intersection of Parkview Terrace and Highwood Avenue up to 51st Street must display a valid Weehawken resident sticker be visible in the window. Vehicles with visitor passes or no pass at all will not be allowed to park on Boulevard East. These vehicles not moved by 12 noon will be towed at the owner's expense prior to the road closure. There also will be no parking of any vehicles on the entire length of Hamilton Avenue from 8 a.m. to 12 midnight. These countywide restrictions are necessary to ensure a safe and enjoyable fireworks display. For further information, please visit our township website at www.wehawkinnj.us. Thank you for your cooperation.
Happy 5th of July, everyone. That was some audio recorded on my stoop of folks streaming towards uh, Boulevard East in my town, as we call it. It's uh, actually known as John F. Kennedy Boulevard East. And an attempt to see some Macy's 4th of July fireworks, which are now moved back to the East River. Maybe you watched them yesterday on the television set. Um, this is Chris T. saying so long on this last ever aerial view. And as I say that, I, I still can't believe the words are coming out of my mouth. But this has been a decision that has been over two years in the making. I didn't make this decision lightly. I've been going back and forth and struggling with this question of what to do about my involvement with the station. And uh, whereas I feel it's a noble endeavor and it de certainly deserves your support, I can no longer see my place in the grand scheme of things. And maybe I just lost the narrative. That could be my fault. I don't really know at this point, but uh, relationships change. And even relationships with institutions like WFMU change and feelings change and I can't do this if it's if I can't do it with my whole heart and unfortunately I can't anymore so hence the decision to say so long and uh, listen there are so many people coming through the door of WFMU all the time so many people who have heard about the freedom that Freeform gives them that they want to be part of it so there will always be new voices on the air there will always be new podcasts. There will always be new streaming shows, whether it's through uh, the Ichiban uh, stream or the Give the Drummer Some stream or any of the alternate streams that WFMU is now doing. But you can find out all of that, by the way, by going to WFMU.org. That I, uh, I know that the, the station has a bright future. It always did, and it always will. So whether or not I am part of that future, I can't say at this point. As, I, as of right now, I, I won't be. And uh, so I'm going to say goodbye. And remind you once again that I'll be in touch every Tuesday with the newsletter. See you next Tuesday. And if you'd like to keep receiving it, if you're getting it now, and you'd like to keep receiving it, just write me a quick email. Send me a quick email that says as much that you'd like to be included because soon I'll be changing the address that it comes from. It would no longer come from a WFNU address. So you have to let me know. You can also keep up with me at aerialview.me. I'll try to update things over there occasionally. And I am working on a brand new website, chrissackis.com, C-H-R-I-S-T-S-A. KIS.com and I hope to have that all put away in the next few days and you can find information over there but um, it's been a great ride thanks to everybody again who has participated who's ever called this program who's ever been a guest on this show thanks to everybody who's dug deep into their pockets come marathon time and pledged to this show I deeply appreciate it and I'll see you down the road a piece Welcome back to the air, Chris T. Thank you. Brings brings me back, long-time listener. Suddenly uh, it's like 2005 Dan. all over again. I'm kind of excited to hear the new listeners and some of the new callers that haven't really you know, heard you before because there's nothing, nothing quite like it. But uh, thank you for the service that you're about to provide this, this, uh, this new run. It's fantastic. Thank you. Welcome to the air. Hello. My mom and your dad have a similar habit of uh, lapsing with the personal responsibility and 
and blaming everyone else for what they lacked or kind of dwelling on that lack thing. But I'm reminded when I call why I wasn't going to call, and I think that has some value. So you're saying I should remind myself why I haven't called by calling. Exactly. This is, on the surface, this seems insane. But let's go beyond the surface for just a moment. And let's see what, let's test this for a moment. You're saying call him up, talk to him, and then you'll be reminded why you don't speak to him. How about this? I'll make you a deal. I'll call your mother on Mother's Day and you call my father tomorrow. I mean Sunday. I totally do that. How's that? (laughs) It'll be like strangers on a train, you know? When they meet on the train and they and and they say you know we'll switch huh you make yeah, my we'll phone call and I'll make poison to candy huh you'll <laughs> be Farley Granger I'll be the other dude yeah how's that, that? Works. I'll, I'll you'll end up crawling out from under a merry-go-round at Coney Island that's the only problem that will spin <laughs> off its axis and endanger everybody <laughs> thanks for the call yeah take care you're on the air that's outstanding hi Chris hello Good to hear you back on the air again thanks. Yeah. Who, am I, who am I speaking with? This is Jeff. Hey, Jeff. How are Your you? Your old pal, Jeff and Nutley. Hey, Jeff and Nutley. So what do you want to talk about? Well, t- I, coming I, up back up in the air, which we greatly appreciate. Yes. We understand it. In right, other words, Jeff. get to the point. Is that what you're telling me, Jeff? Yeah. You're, you're, like, moving things along because it's not moving fast enough. Or you don't like the slow build, do you? You're an anxious man, aren't you? Not really. No. I think I can take a step back. Really? I can take a step forward. Or I can take a step back. Why don't you just stand right there? I'm standing. Just stand right there. So just because you have to suffer through that, I have to suffer through it too? Yeah. Misery loves company. Is that what Misery, this is about? I want to bring you down with me, brother. I'm, I'm taking your uh, vote out of the yay column because I don't feel it's a sincere yay. I think it's just it, a, no, it's an totally onion. Sincere. I think it's an onion busting yay, if you ask me. I'm You're not busting onion my busting. Onion. It's totally sincere. I've had enough onion busting today. I'm Please. not busting your onions. You're sure? You're not yeah. calling up just to bust my onions with this yay? No, no, definitely not. You're not an onion buster. No, I am an onion sure. buster, but not today. I think I think a little bit. I'm, I'm a professional onion buster. I think a little bit you're busting my onions. Definitely not. I think a little bit. I disagree. Definitely not. Uh, well, actually, I had stopped listening to the radio altogether. And uh, I guess about 15 years ago, I discovered WFMU. And um, I mean, that's just about all I ever listen to nowadays. In fact, I'm hard-pressed to find anything else on the radio that I really like at all. It's very funny because the police used to be right next door to me, and uh, I'd be sitting there, you know, sitting in my parking spot, and I had my head kind of bowed down. I'd be listening to something, you know. I, I can't even remember what show it was. And one night, the police, they, they pull in, and they stop their car, and they're looking at me, and they don't know what I'm doing in the car. And they're, and I'm Because I'm kind of looking down, and they thought I was asleep, and they thought I was drunk, and oh, I was hilarious. And I was like, I'm listening to the radio. I'm like, listen to this, listen to this. And they're, they didn't want to hear it. Hello, welcome to the air. Hello. I just moved into a new apartment by myself, and I was completely afraid that I would not be able to get WFMU. But I've been listening to your show, and I just occasionally I just like dance a little bit because I thought that like everything about my living situation was going to get better, except that I wasn't going to have WFMU, and I was really. Well, where did you move from, that. and where did you move to, ma'am? Um, just two different places in Park Slope, Brooklyn. What do you know? And it made all that much difference, huh? Yeah. So does it come in better now than it did? It comes or in the about, same. About the same. Yeah. If there's any radio station that could help you move on and be by yourself, it's WFMU. It is. What's your name, okay. ma'am? My name's Miriam. Miriam, thank you for calling. Do you pledge to the station? I sure do. I've been okay. pledging since the first year I heard you guys. Hey, I love radio so much, I threw out the TV. When you guys get on the radio, you know, it's like you're jumping off a cliff, you know, and I have no idea if you're going to land on your two feet. I mean, it's more exciting than any fear show that you could possibly imagine you know al i I appreciate that such i mean incredible courage you guys got well thank you yeah and you know the other reason i love radio yes i get bored very easily and radio especially wfnu does not bore me thank you al okay thanks for calling and you're going to pledge during whose program this year i'm going to pledge during 10 hey al can i point something out to you what i've let you speak on the air for about seven or eight minutes now yeah uh, oh, you mean, oh, you mean, mm, oh, I got, mm. oh, Chris, you know, I'll be Al? talking to you next, next Tuesday, next Saturday, uh, next Friday. You don't even know what day my show's on, Al. Friday night. Thanks, Al. Aerial View. I'm sick of commercial radio. I'm sick of all the, all the, the garbage you hear. Uh, you could go, and this is the thing, my coworkers don't understand it. They don't get the freeform thing. 
you go from one show, you hear this, and you hear another one with Tibetan, you know, chamber music. And your coworkers, meaning the fellow police officers. Right. What will they say? Uh, they, call, they call it effed up music. What's that effed up music you're listening to? I really appreciate the endorsement from uh, one of uh, the uh, police community. That the fact that you would listen and you would try to get your coworkers to listen and open oh, their minds. I, I try to proselytize uh, left and right. Um, this one guy, he's finally getting the grasp of the whole idea. Now, you're not calling him while he's cleaning his gun or anything, are you? Like a bad time during the week. Uh, or he well, would just get angry at you. No, I, I work with him and, you know, mm. I, I could duck pretty well. All right. Listen, Look, Chris, be careful out there. Like they used to say at the end of Hill Street Blues, you know what I'm saying? Be careful out there. Always wear your vest. Right. Hello, welcome to the air. Yes, I'm, I'm Sean, and i like to say thank you for, uh, for everything, and, I, and it's a good station, and I'm going to pledge. Okay, okay, Sean, where are you calling from, Sean? Uh, Nutley. Nutley, New Jersey. Yeah, so I, I'll pledge whatever I can. You know, I, I listen to it all the time. You know, it's always been my dream that uh, some prankster in Nutley would get some T decals. You know, like my last initial, just the the letter T on a like a black letter T on a white background, and then sneak up to the Nutley police cars at the Seven Eleven and put it over the L. <laughs> so for just one night, they could be the Nutty Police. That would make <laughs> me so happy. It, it makes friends on the job site, WFMU. That's one of our slogans. Make it, friends on the job site. Then God calls us to him. That is when death comes. When somebody's dead, he stops living on earth. We don't see him every day. It's as though he has moved away. And actually, that's what happens. Yes, that's what happens when people die. WFMU Upsala College East Orange, and it's a little bit after 2 p.m. in the afternoon. My name is Chris T. filling in for Ray Franks. I am usually on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. with a little show we call Aerial View, which features uh, people calling in to voice their opinions about whatever we are talking about. And now the time has come for us to part. But please, no long goodbyes. Don't even look back. I want to remember you as you were. all around in the dark I'll be everywhere wherever you can look wherever there's a fight so hungry people can eat I'll be there wherever there's a cop beating up a guy I'll be there I'll be in the way guys yell when they're mad I'll be in the way kids laugh when they're hungry and they know supper's ready when the people are eating the stuff they raise and living in the houses they build, I'll be there too. Goodbye. Yes. F no. M no. U no to that too. W. Yes. M. All right. F no. U.